Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. I am recording this on Thursday, the 23rd. And I have to say, I have had a week of learning lots of lessons about thinking that you remember how to do everything and then you don't. Yes, I know. So I started out with working on the block of the month pattern and fabric that I have been collecting over the last year. The last month is actually this month. So I've been collecting them and decided I would work on them all when holidays were over and get started. And they're very simple half square triangles, quarter square triangles, solid fabric, Kona, black background, bright colors. Some are two colors, some are three colors. I really like it. And that's why I signed up for it. I saw the finished quilt and it's super cool. You have options and how you want to finish it. And I think I'm just going to buy the same Kona background fabric and then make a solid five inch border. There is pieced border ideas with flying geese or stars. And I've done pieced borders and I'm not a big fan of them, to be honest. They're a lot of work and I like the center to actually take more of showcasing. And then I can use that black background to quilt something super cool in maybe feathers or something like that on it. So I've been working on that and I was humbled by this quilt because there's no hiding, no hiding at all when your points don't line up. So last week I learned that I had forgotten how to use a square up ruler. Yeah, I'm real proud of that. And I had to relearn how to use it. And this week, as my points didn't line up and the edge was all uh, ziggy zaggy looking on there, I realized that I really should pin my strips together. Should pin on this because one little slide and the points don't line up and the edges are an eighth to a quarter inch off when it's just really nothing more than the fabric shifting. That's why we have invented pins. So I learned after taking the block apart, I should pin it. And it really, really did help. Um, it's not 100% perfect. One or two points are still going to be lost but it's way better than it was. The other thing I learned is that um, I really need to put patterns where I can read them clearly. Um, I had a pattern kind of laying down and I realized that with my current prescription and my eyeglasses, I made a couple cutting errors because I can't read the paper well. 
So I got to figure that out. Yeah, I need to buy new glasses. Quit being a cheap butt and go buy glasses. So that's <laughs> something else I learned. And the other thing that I learned is that I am always looking for things, right? Do you feel like you're always looking for things? So funny story with the block of the month is I have, I've got halfway through it. It's six of the 12. So I was working on block number six and I'm flipping through the ones I have left because I've been obsessing about losing a particular month just because I misplaced it. And I had to use the bag. I had them all stored in and I put them on top of the cutting table and I was missing December. I went, yeah, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, nothing. And I looked at the wall and looked at that and I couldn't find it. I ripped the house apart. I texted my friend who's also doing this block of the month and she went down to the store, which is a couple hours from us. And the long story is we had another friend who found this and we all signed up for it. And my friend said, no, I left it on your desk at work. I ripped my office apart looking everywhere where I could possibly have put this potential little Ziploc bag of fabric in a pattern. Not at work. I ripped my house apart looking all over and I texted my friend and she goes, no, I really, I gave it to you. Um, I'm sure that was on your desk and that you took it home. So I go through all of my stuff and then I look at the wall and yes, you guessed it. I already made the one that I was missing. I went out of order in one month and randomly picked one. Oh my gosh, I felt so, so embarrassed and stupid. So I texted my friend back and said, I'm so sorry. I found it. It was right here all the time. And she goes, wow, you need to like chill a little bit. <laughs> so I told the story at quilt group last night and everybody went, really? We did that too, or three or four other people that lost fabric, couldn't find it. It was right there in front of them, and they went and already bought another several yards for a quilt. That was one. The other one was somebody lost some blocks and a pattern. You know, so it must be January. It just must be in the air. It must be <laughs> lack of sunlight. I don't know what it is, but we were all having trouble. And I would get really upset with myself. It, you know, we, I share this at the group, but I'm like, you know, that I'm having to look for things. I shouldn't have to look for things. I, I should know where everything is all the time. Now, isn't that a ridiculous thing? But, you know, organizing systems are different for everybody. And I'm like, why am I looking? Why should I be tearing things apart? Because I can't find something. And I've legitimately lost things before. We all have. And then I realized, well, when you have stuff, you're always going to be looking for it, right? I mean, even if you organize things incredibly well. I know people who have their fabric incredibly organized. The hostess of our quilt group, she has a, a rack, an open shelf rack, her Fabric is all pressed and organized by color and size and folded beautifully. And no, I have bins, bins of stuff, piled in bins, real proud of it. But at the same time, it's in a little shelving unit and I don't have to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm one of these people, I don't like seeing it. If I know it, and I labeled the bins, you know, batiks and scraps and yardage and modern, things like that to help me keep organized. But you know, 
my system doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> so anyway, that was my funny little story. I lost the pattern, but it was there all along because I already made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud moment there. <laughs> so next month is my turn to host the friends group. I have a small house. I don't think I have enough chairs for everybody. And they're like, don't worry, we'll sit on the floor. I'm like, sit on the floor. Oh my gosh, you're all retirees. And I'm jealous because you can sit on the floor and I can't. <laughs> I can, but not very well for very long. So I got to think about hostessing. I'm really bad at this. I, I do have some wine glasses. They like wine. Um, and I'll have a couple beers because some of us like beer better than wine. That's the alcohol that we'll have. And I just don't know what kind of finger foods, you know, I'm, I made muffins last time and that didn't go over real well. Um, and, and quite honestly, they were terrible. They didn't turn out well. Um, I don't know. I got to think about it. Any suggestions? What is a good after dinner snack to have on a table for a quilt group? I'm thinking cookies maybe with uh, meat platter uh, I don't know you know meat platter yeah you know cheese meat and crackers that's a midwest charcuterie tray so <laughs> I don't know I, I'm I've got several several weeks to think about it and um, I always worry about the snow I mean my husband keeps the driveway really clear but we have steps into the house and you know, people will have to park on the street or in the driveway. And I don't know why I worry about it so much. I'm turning into a worry wart. <laughs> but, you know, they're all retirees and I don't want anybody to slip and fall. I I'm a little gun shy because somebody did fall on their way to the car and, and, and I felt horrible. So anyway, that's the name of that tune. So what have you been up to? Um, because mine has been focused on those um, solid blocks and I continue to work on my my goal for January which is 15 minutes on one project every day and that is my English paper piece product project not product project and it's going slow but that's why it's called slow stitching right I keep reminding myself this is a relaxing slow stitching no stress project I have um, started a second row with the hexagon flower with a space and I'm, I'm making a little progress. 15 minutes a day. I'm hoping by February when I um, end the 15 minute project for the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. That was we're to pick one project this month and work on it. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that I might have a second row done, but I'm not going to feel bad about it, right? I'm verbally saying this out loud. I'm not going to feel bad about it if I don't have a whole second row done because I'm a very slow hand stitcher. And again, another thing at lunch, when I was hand stitching, I couldn't find the needle. My husband happened to be home for lunch because he had some dental work done and I had the light on, I had on the floor on hands and knees and I'm all over. I have magnets, you know, so tights with the magnets. And I'm like, um, I don't remember if it was, it was on the thread and I can't find it. And I lifted up all the furniture and I'm looking, I'm having a bad week with this. He goes, honey, look and see if it's like stuck in your fabric. Oh my gosh. I didn't put it on the magnet. I stuck the needle in, in another hexagon 
and poked it through the fabric to keep while I was placing another hexagon. I'm telling you, I think this might be the week where I just need to um, do some more meditation. <laughs> so that was my funny thing at lunch. And so my husband and I had a wonderful laugh over it because um, I I've been under a little bit of stress <laughs> this week at work just because it's, you know, work. So the next thing I've been working on is I've been knitting. I still have a knitting project. It's a one or two row a day project. I'm using the Aldi yarn. It's a DK weight yarn. It's acrylic and that's fine. I just like having a few moments of meditation to knit to this seed stitch. Um, it's going to be a cowl. I don't think it's going to be long enough for a scarf, but who knows? I may have enough to keep on going for 10 miles. It feels like this one pound of yarn is going to knit up, you know, a mile long. <laughs> strip but we'll see and that's very cool to do you know just in between things or when I'm waiting you know for something you know, going on in the house I had to wait for a few phone calls I had to wait for um, you know one show to end so another one began you know it's a good fidget project and that felt really good and then I'll have to say I reached the pinnacle of achieving my little goal for the week, which was to load a quilt on the long arm. Yes, I did. I loaded a quilt on the long arm after a six week hiatus from that over the holidays. And I decided to load the pineapple that was made with the Fat Quarter Shops pineapple pad. And it had the bright colors with the tulip pink fussy cut centers. And I decided to do swirls in the pineapple. And in the six inch wide, 12 inch long sashing, I'm doing feathers, just one long feather. And it's really turning out quite well. And to be honest, I was concerned that I would be super rusty after six weeks and not be able to do it. And it's like riding a bike came, the skills came back pretty well. I think the thing is when you invest a lot on the front end of learning a skill, like free motion quilting that later when you take a little break, yeah, you got to get back into the rhythm. But it came right back after a couple of stitches. I felt like I was pretty confident in what I was doing. And I'm doing my own quilt as a warm up so I can work on some customer quilts. And I feel really good about that. So I have two pineapple quilts, that one, and then the modern one with the K facet fabric that is the two and a half inch squares and they're rectangle blocks that look like pineapples. And I finished that up putting the top together and I showed it at Quilt Group and they really liked it except I ran out of strips so I did it in vertical rows. So I have no white strip for the top or bottom and my thinking is to keep it vertical not having a long horizontal strip at the top or bottom and then using a different white because I had a white on white strips for the vertical rows that, to separate them kind of like a vertical sashing of just getting a different white for the binding and having that little binding be it so people went interesting you know we'll see how it looks maybe I will change my mind before I load it on the frame but currently that is my plan always leaving room for design to change you know that's <laughs> so that was a lot of fun to get it on and I felt very accomplished 
And now I feel like I'm back in the saddle and getting ready to work on those customer quilts. And then, but wait, there's more. Yes, there's always more. I had two people contact me about doing t-shirt quilts. I have the t-shirts for one. And when I'm finished, I'll contact this other customer to do a t-shirt quilt. I haven't, I've done t-shirt quilts and I don't mind doing them for special occasions or a couple a year. I don't think I could do it for my full-time job because, you know, you'd get bored and t-shirt quilts have their inherent challenges because they're knit. So I'm pretty excited to do this t-shirt quilt for a high school graduate and use the football t-shirts from high school. So that's always fun. So I'm shopping for the right color. I usually do sash them with different color uh, school colors you know different strips and school colors kind of do them offset a little more modern she liked that idea a lot so I'm pretty excited so I have lots of projects to keep me going and lots of things to keep me inspired and lots of things to just keep my brain moving through the Januarys <laughs> so I have to say that it just feels like, you know, I've been focusing on the journey of all of these things because, you know, I figured that's probably what it's all about, right, is the journey and all the little micro steps it takes to get you to the big goal. Instead of my brain focusing on the big goals this year, I am focusing on the little steps or the micro, little micro goals and completions and getting there. Like... It was a big deal for me to just get that quill loaded. Just get those blocks together. I really was like procrastinating on the loading of the quilt. And then when I did it, I'm like, what? This is not as bad as I remember it being. The other thing is I realized that I wasn't finding enjoyment in joining up all of the blocks. And that was again this week and joining up the hexagons. And I'm like why do I procrastinate on that? It's really not that bad and it's not that difficult. So the journey and the little steps. I'd made a goal for this year, starting in January, to do a micro exercise goal because last year I just could not get going on the let's get to the gym every day. Let's get to the gym once a week. I just, it, I couldn't do it physically and mentally. I didn't have the knee strength to do it every time I went. I couldn't walk for days afterwards. So I thought this is ridiculous. I'm going to do something that's tiny. And you know, I've really done a lot of reading about trying to get things done and to to do things in very tiny micro steps. So this journey literally is steps. I reloaded the pedometer app on my phone because a Fitbit, um, I just can't wear a watch on my wrist. My hands usually fall asleep. I've got a big wrist. And anyway, I loaded this December 30th. And this is just steps on the pedometer. The aerobic style walk at home workouts with Leslie Sen Senom. She, you know, those workouts, I can't get all of the steps in. So I'm just talking outside of working out. I've made it a point to get up at work and walk many steps. I'm now in a different part of the building where 
it's a really long wing that I can walk all the way down and back multiple times a day. And I'm doing it strictly to get up and move, get my blood pumping, and to go on this journey of being healthy. I don't even have a goal of losing weight or eating better. I'm trying to eat less and follow a more sensible diet, but you're never going to believe. Here we are in the 23rd. I got an award this morning on the app with little fireworks and it gave me a big celebration. I have hit 20 miles since December 30th of walking with a pedometer. 47,000 steps. Now that's significant to me because I was literally probably only doing five, 600 steps a day with this notion and getting some grief from coworkers that I wasn't sitting at my desk all the time. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, with the technology we have, we can do voicemail, we can do all kinds of things, but getting up and moving is one of the essential things and just getting some steps in. I look at being able to walk as a goal to slowly rehab myself enough to go back to weightlifting at the gym, which I really like to do when my body is ready for it. I I couldn't believe I walked 20 miles. Yee-hoo! It was super cool to get that little award this morning. And I want to go to, I'm using this Yet Fit, which is a paid subscription for races. Now I'm getting a little awards and bonuses on screen for this. I'm not buying race t-shirts or medals. But what's super fun is you can do virtual walks around places and you can then when you're done you know look at where you walked and learn at different mile markers so I did one race it's 26 miles and seven miles so that's another third I literally walked another 32 miles if my math is right 26 and 7 33 miles so that's 50 miles 50 miles. Did you hear me, people? This woman who had such bad hips and knees last year that couldn't walk very far and had to be babied about, I still baby myself on stairs, but about lots of things with terrible balance. I walked in a, in a month that many miles. 53. By the time you add up my daily steps, which I'm counting as exercise because you know what? Everything counts. Same with eating. Everything counts. And exercise in my book, everything counts. And what's super fun about using these kind of apps is that it triggers that gold star need in my brain to get a gold star. Woohoo! I got a little award and celebration fireworks. I'm finishing with the races and I get to see all the unlock the things um, just to, it's just these incremental little steps along the journey. So I, this week got brave. I have two pound hand weights and I followed an exercise program with walk at home, the free one on YouTube. I'm, I'm really like going slow here. And then added hand weights. Uh, it, my neck didn't hurt. I was able to long arm. I feel like I'm making 
progress. And I think that's the whole bottom line because over over the whole course of, you know, having injuries and arthritis and getting myself, you know, back to feeling like I can do things. And, and my balance has been really off for like six months and it, it's all, everything is tied together with your health, right? You know, I'm just looking at, you got to start somewhere. And I literally looked at the first day as the first steps on this journey of standing up in my living room and walking. The other thing about these um, races is that I can pretend that I am somewhere. This this race I'm at is Cornwall in England along a coast. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. I love the little cottages and every once in a while you'll see people and the weather is usually fantastic, even though I know every day is not beautiful everywhere. Walked around um, a Caribbean island reading about pirates. So right now I'm reading about with the race comes some historical data that when you pass mile markers and I'm reading about King Arthur. So pretty cool how these kinds of things they're cheap they're effective I mean the pedometer program is actually free on my phone and then I get little awards and rewards and good job and you're doing great keep moving keep going I guess I could set a nag app on here for it to tell me to get up and move every hour I know Fitbits do that and a lot of people at work talk about how it's like get up and move. No, you haven't walked in a while. You're not going to reach your goal. You're ahead of your goal. You're behind your goal. See that kind of stuff. The nagging doesn't work for me as well. It kind of irritates me and it makes me not want to do it. But I like how when I look at this, I really do feel like I've achieved a gold star and it's building upon building upon skills and strength. So no different than quilting or um, most other lessons in life. You just keep building on the skills you have and building on, you know, the things you've learned and you just add a little and add a little and add a little. I mean, honestly, I got frustrated with myself because I can't draw it all up this week on learning how to do, you know, things like, you know, the square up ruler and pinning. But you got to refresh your memory. And I think your body isn't much different. You just have to keep refreshing the muscles, refreshing the feeling. And, you know, some of us can't run and do marathons. But if you were just counting, you know, how many miles you ran, I'd like to say how many people ran, walked, exercised 53 miles in not quite a month. Probably a lot of people have done more, but guess what? There are those who have done less. So I keep reminding myself, I've done more than I did sitting in my chair hand stitching, right? <laughs> so so that's the podcast for this week. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I think the weather isn't too bad. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to go out and do a nature ride and get out of the house a little bit. I want to try to take some pictures of the animals out there with with fresh snow from this week. 
um, there's the quilts and hand stitching and knitting that I've been working on. The other thing is I did buy a strong grip mat this week for my Cricut and I have some chipboard and I may try to make a wall hanging with chipboard. You know, that's that dense paper that's like glued and you can make some pretty cool things with it you know trying to find you know the the courage to work on the Cricut Maker and do different things and um, I'm also going to start using the Cricut Maker um, when I'm finished with these blocks of the month because that's precision cutting with oddball things but you know when I'm ready to do my own quilt where it's several cuts of the same kind of thing um, I'm going to really use the maker to cut the blocks and to be able to quickly sew them up. You know, you can do a day of cutting or an afternoon, like 15 minutes at a time. You can cut a lot of fabric in 15 minutes for a quilt. So looking to get more confident with what I'm doing with that too. And I have taken the journey with my Cricut Maker since last spring very slowly on purpose to learn and feel comfortable about all of the moving parts that you have to learn to make it run. And it's mostly the design program and it's really not been that hard. So, but you know, as you get going, you gotta learn how to problem solve things too. So I'm giving myself a shout out for my 53 mile journey. I did it for fun. I did it for health. And most of all, the journey is I did it for myself. So, I'm going to try to maybe do a little bit more in February. It's a short month, so I'm not sure how much more I can do. You know, but I want to try a mile. That's my goal right now is a mile a day. Maybe I can like push it to a mile and a quarter every day or two miles a day in the future. So what are your plans? What's your little journey um, that maybe you're embarking on one? And, you know, let me know about it. I would encourage everybody to leave a review if you haven't done so for the podcast. You can always share with your friends, share it on social media. We have the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. And January, we are wrapping up the One Project Challenge. And in February, I'm going to announce it today. I've announced it on my Facebook Live. We're going to do art journaling, junk journaling, collage making, you know, like one page a week, really getting into it and working on that. I've bought my journal at Hobby Lobby and it's more of a bullet size journal. And I think it's going to be super fun. I've kind of been gathering up and collecting, you know, pictures and papers and bits and bobs as they say on a lot of uh, British uh, crafting shows. You know I've got buttons and lace bits and leftover fabrics and strings and and it's going to be uh, learning about jump-starting your creativity by doing something you don't normally do. Or if you've done this you know picking a theme or a style that you're trying to create. Um, I think you can go and buy junk journaling um, kits at the big box stores. Um, if that's what you need to do to join us, that's cool. I'm going to be cheap and recycle and upcycle the things I have. I spent $4 on the journal at the store. So 
um, junk journaling in February and March. We are going to spend February gathering of the materials to do a scrap busting quilt sew along in March with uh, Pat Sloan's traffic jam. So I would encourage you to download that pattern and start sorting through your scraps. If you're like me, it takes a little bit of time. And I there's a couple different size squares. It's a super cute quilt. I've seen her work, have that available for um, a little while now. So I've downloaded it and then it's been a free pattern for a bit, but I if we're all going to work on it, I'm going to encourage people to download it now print it off, save it, stick it on your corkboard, start gathering up fabrics. Because if you're like me, we want to work on it in slow incremental steps for the journey to working on our scrap busting quilt. So join my Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. You have to ask to join. And we're having some fun with all of our jump starts to creativity and sharing the different projects that we're working on. Most of us are quilters, but not everything I share is quilting. It's creativity. And it's been it's been really fun. So where else can you find me? Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, the usual places. I'm working on a fledgling YouTube channel that's called Vicki Holloway. And oh yeah, there's a newsletter too. If you want to buy me a virtual cup of coffee, you can do that through the website, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. And there's a place where you could buy a small McDonald's style version of coffee, or you could do like a cup for two. There's five and $10 options. And there's even the patron site, which goes everything from a dollar on up. And my patrons will get extra content of a free podcast every month. And don't forget about February. I'm very excited. I'm starting to record the premium podcast that is called Zen and the Art of Creating. So thank you for joining me this week for the podcast. And I really hope that you have a most wonderful week. Be creative and quilt on, everyone.